0: Lifestyle choices
1: and environmental factors impact your brain health and the physiology and psychology of your mental health. When you're ready to turn your brain on to get your game on, listen to In Your Head Radio. Now here's your host, Lee Richardson.
2: We have got a great show today. We've got Marie Kung. She's a professional numerologist and full-time real estate agent based in Los Angeles. She's run both professions side by side for 20 years and is in touch with how the numbers and our home or our real estate influences our personal development. She shares her experience in numerology through one-on-one sessions, group sessions, podcasts, and interviews like this. There is an art and science to reading numbers, and she has crafted her talent through thousands of readings. Marie uses numerology as a tool to translate the language of numbers into words that helps us understand and better manage our lives. Numerology is a simple, straightforward tool to see our relationships to all that are part of our daily life. Marie has a special way of seeing the connection in numbers that enriches our ability to accept, love, and enjoy all our relationships and things that we are blessed with especially the challenging ones. Thank you so much for being with me today.
0: Hi, Lee. it's such a pleasure to be here with you.
2: Well, you know, Marie, numbers can be so overwhelming for some people and they hold special meaning for others. But the way that you look at numbers mesmerizes me. The way you analyze numbers and you uh, help people use that and, and have that play a part in their how they live their everyday life just
0: fascinates me. You know, it it fascinated me. And that's how I initially got into this study. Um, you know, when I started studying numerology, there weren't that many modalities um in terms of understanding the human design. Nowadays, you know, 20 years later, there's so much information out there. And I have found just through looking into the other modalities that these all seem to coincide with one another in one way or another. We all kind of overlap. We all seem to use them as different tools. I just listened to your last podcast, which was so interesting, so great about soul types. And as I listened through, I can also relate the numbers to what your guest was saying and it's it fascinates me to no end and that's why I love this subject.
2: Well you know when I think about numbers I used to think oh my birthday well yeah. it's no big deal I mean I mean it's my birthday so it is right. a big deal but but the actual numbers in themselves I never really thought they meant anything.
0: They do. So the the way that I can describe the language of numbers to people is music. Um, we have I do not have literacy in reading music, playing music, singing music, holding a tune for that matter. But I know there's plenty of musicians out there that is their talent. And they can do it. They're born with the talent to do it. They have the ability. They have learned it technically, and they have the skill in translating those little dots and lines on paper into sounds that we can pick up with our ears and harmonize those sounds to make it music. And we all know the place that music holds in our hearts and lives. It's just this beautifully magical instrument um, that we use to make everything better most of the time with music. Um, So, numerology is just another language, just like the language of music, Um, and the numbers, it's in black and white on paper, just like the notes of musical sounds. And what I can do and what other numerologists do is we can read what those numbers mean in terms of our experiential vibrations, energetic patterns and then use the language of English to explain that to you.
2: So are there certain numbers that you know there's certain words that complement complement each other? Are there certain numbers yes. that are
0: compatible or they get along better? Of course. So, you know, if I if this were a way I could show you pictures, it's like wavy lines on on a paper. Some numbers have wide um, wide and slow, low low hills, low valleys, almost a straighter kind of vibration, w- whereas other numbers have a different vibration. It's up and down and peaks and valleys and closer together and, and everything in between. Um, so numerology, and, and as you can imagine certain wavelengths are more compatible and more harmonious with other wavelengths. And that can be seen or translated from the numbers in a certain person's makeup. Be that birthday or name, um, that's where the numerical code is held. Well,
2: you know, you mentioned frequencies, and I think we're nothing but frequencies. You know, at the Brain Performance Center, I focus on the frequencies that are going on in the brain, and and with, with the frequencies, can sometimes you feel what somebody's numbers are?
0: I personally can, because I've spent a lot of time training myself to do so, uh, and I believe that we all have this ability. It's just... You know it may not be interesting to a certain person to develop it and to be aware of it and to pay attention to it. So this has become my craft over the years because I just find it very, very interesting. So yes, when I meet somebody and I talk to somebody and I can hear or see or feel how they are being and how they carry themselves, sometimes I can guess the numerical makeup of of their birthday or their name. Um, and and it's a it's fun. And enlightening. So
2: is that where you start is with
0: their name and with their birthday? Uh, Yes so if if you know your birthday that is the numerological blueprint of who you are as a human being in this life. Um, Sometimes we don't have access to people's birthdays then we can utilize their name. Their name gives us a lot of information in terms of a numerical reading.
2: So now the name intrigues me because the name has letters. I mean, birthday, yes. I get, because it's numbers, but the yes. name, that's letters.
0: Right. So every number of the alphabet represents a number, and there's 26 letters of the English alphabet. So, for example, A is number one. It is the first letter. B is number two. It is the second letter. Z is 26, so when we get into the double digit numbers, it reduces in numerology to one. So we read Z as a number eight, because it's two plus six. Um, And together, when we string all the numbers in your name together, there is a new numerological pattern or numerological uh, harmony to who you are presenting yourself as to the world so then lee l-e-i-g-h
2: i I could just i could literally write one through 26 and write the alphabet above those take the l add it to the e add it to the i add it to the g and add it to the h
0: right so i'll just give you a quick lee reading so l-e-i-g-h That is three, five, nine, seven, eight. And from from a name, you have vowels and consonants. So the vowels have a place in the reading as your inner world and your inner makings. The consonants show who you are personality-wise on the outside. And so you are a five in terms of heart's desire and for your personality that you are let's see 10 8 19 so you're a 9 and overall the name lee spelled the way that it is is a 5 now 5 5 is the the, the number of change it's the catalyst of change and you also have five not only as your name number but as your heart's desire number. So what that tells me is you you have this first of all, you have a magnetism about you because five is the number right in the middle between one and nine. And the way that it's written, there is an arm that reaches over to the right on top and there is an arm that reaches over to the left on the bottom and you're the connector of the past and the present. And five is also the number of the five human senses. So someone with a lot of fives in their makeup, they're very interested in just humanity and life experiences, whatever that may be. And they become a magnet for interesting people, interesting situations, where the truth is more interesting than fiction. Um, So fives often have a lot of stories to tell. And fives are great communicators, and and they don't really even have to try hard, but they can just step into a place, a room, a situation, and the people and stories will just come to them because they are kind of a magnet for the human experience, one way or another. That is
2: amazing to me. All of that comes from my name. That- it does, that, that's just amazing to me. So you take the name, you take the birthday, and that kind of gives you a sense of who that person is, how they view their connection to the world. But how does that play out with their, you know, the relationships that they have yes. in their life?
0: So obviously, when we start talking about relationships, I think the most important ones to us are the ones we have with the people around us, our partners, our spouses, children, parents, siblings, friends, um, and colleagues in the workforce. But everything else in your life also have a numerical vibration, such as your house. You know, my favorite, my other favorite topic is real estate. There's always an address associated with a house. And with that address, whether it's numbers or letters, you know, if you're living in an apartment B, that is a two space, for example. So the space that you live in has an energy that can be um, understood through the numbers, and that energy is either compatible or not compatible to to you and your life. Um, and we can we can always delve. Further into levels of compatibility you know first of all there's your personal numbers is the space compatible to you as a person and when we get deeper into a reading we all go through different cycles in our life and we might be learning a particular cycle at a particular stage in our life and sometimes we find that we'll move into a space to be able to facilitate that lesson that we are meant to go through at that time in our life.
2: Well, you know, it's interesting because, um, I guess it was six years ago, we decided that we were going to change our lifestyle, move from Colleyville, which is a suburb, (coughs) and move Mm -hmm. into Dallas, into the city. And to do that, the neighborhood that we wanted to live in, basically you buy a lot, you know, a home, an older home, and you tear down and you rebuild. And it was so funny because just pulling up, and and sometimes I didn't even have to go inside the house, right? But just pulling up in front of the house, you know. I would oh, I love this space. I can I can close my eyes. I can visualize, and sometimes pulling up, uh, you know, I don't know. I just yeah. don't know, and I I never thought about it as being a frequency or a vibration that I was getting from the numbers.
0: Well, there's, there might be other modalities out there, but the numbers is the tool that I really know how to utilize to, to describe the energy. So for example, do you, what is the address number of the previous home and the address number of your
1: current home?
2: Well, my previous home was 2605 and my current home is 4719. Couldn't be any more different, could they? Odd numbers, even right. numbers,
0: odd numbers, even numbers. So, let's see, eight plus five. That was a thirteen-four. So the previous home, the twenty-six hundred five home, that's a four home. Four homes are stable. They they're well planned, structured, um, well manicured, kind of traditional in a sense. Um, they. They're usually good family homes because it provides a long-term stability, a place for stability to grow.
2: Right, um, that that certainly fits. <laughs> it's a yeah. home where my boys graduated from high school in.
0: Right, and four is also the number of kind of tedious, everyday, routine work. Um, now, let's see, 11 plus 10, 21. Oh, so now you're in a... A three-home. And three-homes, it's more for expression, uh, creativity, arts. I think in this home, you have the space to find your joy uh, collectively as a family. The home represents the, uh, the space in which the inhabitants uh, learn a collective lesson. And it's more of an internal, personal private more intimate of a lesson uh, as opposed to a more public outwardly showing situation which brings me to your car so the license plate of your car you also have a relationship with cars they come and go in our lives and what the car represents is the the face that you would like to show the world Um, and some people they can come home to a space where they're very private and they may not want to share a lot with the world, but because maybe of a particular career that they are in at the moment, they need to drive a fancy car to show the world, hey, look how successful I am. Look at how um, politically connected I am, for instance. So you can kind of get the story of a person's story. Well, you know, when you
2: were talking about the house, it's really interesting because we bought a a home, we had it torn down, and we built, and it was a family affair. It was, my son, Chris, um, is an interior designer, and his partner, Henry, is as well, and very much, you know, I mean, very much a family affair, and, and the architects, I'm not sure they loved us all, but... Right. Because we would make changes and, and, you know, and but everybody, John, my other son, everybody contributed something. And, you know, when you were talking about the house, I'm like, wow, that does such a good job to, of describing it. Because it started with the architect, but, you know, the wallpaper and the, right. the light fixtures. And it really, truly was a family affair. And it's interesting because my boys are 32. And so they I mean it's a much smaller home than they grew up in, but it's a three bedroom, three bath, but mm-hmm. it's as much their space as as anyone's space. Yes.
0: Um, yeah, I you know, your family you always will be. You'll whether they live with you or not, you're connected energetically as a family, but in this home I think you'll find not just this rebuilding, remodeling, designing, creative process. But as this project wraps, um, I think just in life in general, you will learn to find your joy and, and express and expand your ability for joy. And three homes are wonderful when you're ready for it.
2: So, you know, the home is, is where the heart is. Yes. And I think, I think our home is probably our, our most personal statement that we have. What happens when somebody gets into a home, they buy the home, they rent the home, they lease the home, but right. they select a home and all of a sudden they feel like it's not a home. How can they learn to adapt with that?
0: Oh, that's a, that's a big question, because I think that question serves all aspects of our life. How can we learn to adapt to a person in our family we may not be so compatible with? Or how can we learn to adapt to a work environment we may not be entirely compatible with? Um, and, the, and it takes definitely, first of all, willingness to learn and understand and ultimately acceptance. But let's talk about the home specifically. If you find yourself in a home that for some reason is not um, vibing with you, you might find that you're expressing the negative side of the number. So first of all, all numbers are neither good or bad. They just are. And there's a, whether you want to call it the light side or versus the shadow side or the excessive versus the the lack um, for example in a three home if you are a per- so it's a creative energy um, there's not a lot of s- straight lines in the number three compared to the four for example and if you are a person who needs a lot of um, straight lines in your life you need schedules, you need plans, you need to know yes or no, you you want to know when, you need to know what time, and you just don't have a lot of flexibility for the creative energy or the creative process, you might find that a three home could create some chaos in your life because the energy of the three is to expand. And when you're expanding, Sometimes it gets messier before it gets cleaner. Sometimes it gets more colorful before it settles on a picture, a full beautiful picture. Does that make sense?
2: It does make sense, absolutely. It always gets worse before it gets better, I yes. think. Yes.
0: Yeah, and yes, and 3 especially, it's like the num- the number of the amoeba. You know, amoebas, they kind of change shape as they move move through life. So that's a little bit of the creative process so is three an artistic number three is an artistic number it's it's also the number of verbal and visual um, communication and so we can think of that in terms of visual such as a painter that's a classic uh, expression of three somebody who has the skill for in the eye for color you mentioned your son is a designer interior designer Classic, that's right. yes, that's a classic three type of profession. Um, threes are also very funny in terms of being able to see the humor in things. Um, anybody who has a three in their makeup, they can make their favorite people laugh at the drop of a hat. Um, it's just it's just who they are. They're built like this, um, you know, as compared to a seven for example, they are more in their head. Uh, the number seven itself—it's made up of two straight lines. So they need some semblance of direction when they when they think intellectually. They like to have a goal. They like to have a question in mind. Sevens are very very inquisitive and they're very very analytical, and and they're they're not creative, like the seven, no, sorry, the three. So when you put the two together, you have a a very interesting combination there.
2: Well, it is interesting because, you know, you never think about what you're, well, you certainly think about a lot about who you marry, but I've never thought about, well, I wonder what their number is, or I wonder what their, you know, it's just such a, a unique way to, look at things
0: it is and it it all comes down to understanding the flow of nature i think you know from the numbers one to nine there is a very sensible way of understanding these numbers and one way i'd like to utilize to illustrate how to read the numbers is with a seed number one represents the seed number two represents the development of the seed. Number three is when the seed has has had its time of uh, developing under the ground. And three is when it pops out of the ground as a fresh seedling, um, a new creation into the earth. A uh, four is when that seedling is strengthening its self, itself. Um, it's when it's building bark in the stem, getting stronger. Growing, that's the stability of the four, and five is change and outreach and experiencing life. So I can see five as the moment when a plant is growing branches this direction, that direction, up to the side, to the front, to the back, when they're just focused on reaching as many corners of the earth as possible. Six. Um, six is the domestic number. Six is when that plant is now filling filling the branches with leaves and flowers. Six is also the number of beauty as well. Um, so now this tree is becoming full in all its foliage. Seven uh, is... It's an analytical number. It's also the number of taking a sabbatical, you know, seven years, seven days. It's a quiet um, number of rest and internal introspection. So relating it to a plant, this could be when the plant has developed to its full beauty potential. and it's taking it's taking the winter and resting. Now, eight is the number of fruition. So very obviously, this is when the the plant produces its fruits. After seven years of growing, developing, strengthening, uh, extending its branches, attracting the birds and the bees, now you have fruits to give to the world. And nine is the number of completion. This is at the end of its season, the fruits have been picked. You've achieved goals, and it's time to shed its leaves and perhaps start again. So to me, there is a very beautiful and natural rhythm that the numbers spell out.
2: Well, it almost sounds like your life flow. I mean, the way you describe the numbers, it, it sounds just like as you, as we grow and we learn and we develop... It's a one through nine thing.
0: It is. The catch is it's never in order. So that would be too easy. That would be too easy. Um, And it wouldn't be as fun. Um, So, so that's what I do. I look at the numbers and I can kind of help you discern, you know, where is everybody? What is the energy? Are they in a very sprouty energy or are they in a restful energy? And, when you can understand, sometimes it's just so much easier to accept.
2: Well, you're right. You know, life is never one through nine. Right. It's you know, it's one, two, five, six, um, all kinds of crazy dynamics, and That's I think right. that when that when that happens, that creates chaos for us. And the way our brain works, you know, our brain has a hard time with that. Anytime right. we we get into that chaotic, or we have trauma. You know, the left side can't plan, can't control, the logic's not there, and the right side of the brain starts scanning for danger, which two-thirds of the cells on the right and the right-hand side of the brain are always looking for danger. Yes. So when that happens, that amygdala, that emotional center comes in and takes over and starts making all the decisions, and that's the problem. Because we both know what happens when we make emotional decisions.
0: Right. And yet that's where most of us make our decisions is emotionally. And I would
2: think particularly in in your line of work with real estate that, you know, there's an awful lot of emotion around selling a home. Definitely.
0: And and money. But money, money is a huge emotional subject, whether people admit it or not. Um, it's a big purchase. It's a big sale. Yes.
2: Well, it's probably the biggest one-time amount of money that we will spend. Um, it certainly costs, you know, more than a car or right. you know. So, and we all know that we have an emotional relationship with our money, whether we want to admit that or not. Yes. We do. So, you know, I think that you've already given me so much to think about. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, I want to look more at the numbers and see, you know, I have pets. I have all kinds of things in my life. How do
0: they relate to the numbers? Yes. And career, pets, the city in which you live, every place, thing, and person has numbers. We'll be back after these messages.
1: It's words
2: you never heard. It's well known in medical practices that patients tend to lie about their health habits. They lie about how much they smoke, understate how much they drink or eat, and overstate how much they exercise. What's another word for those little white lies we like to tell in the examination room? Teradiddle's doctors have a rule of thumb whatever the patient says they're drinking smoking or eating multiply it by two but it's hard to come clean about your habits when you know you're in for some jobation from the doctor that's criticism we don't want to hear if physicians want us to be honest with them i suggest they try being a little less judgmental and use a little suave that soothing, encouraging talk.
1: It's merging never
2: heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
0: We're back. Now here is your host, Lee Richardson.
2: Right before break, we were talking about the impact that all the numbers in our life have. The city has a number. The state has a number. Ooh, I wonder if our bosses have numbers. You know, the countries that we live in have numbers. This just to me, there's so much to learn.
0: Tell us about that, Marie. Yeah, so we can, you know, we can pan the lens out and get such a wide view of uh, world relationships, the relationship we have with the country, like you said, every country has its own numerical vibration that describes, just like you as a person, the country's heart's desire, the country's personality, and a a purpose or kind of a general number um, stamp for the energetics of that place. So you do have a relationship with the country in which you live. And here in the United States, we have states that carry a number, and then the city that carry a number. And we all have preferences. Uh, We might have reasoning for the preferences, like, oh, well, this city has more artistic venues that I'm into, or this this city has uh, more business opportunities, and that's where I want to be. But... I think, you know, in the end, it's interesting to see that relationship with any one person and how it plays out in your particular life. Um, As just a couple examples, Los Angeles and Seattle, they're both one, number one um, cities. So one is the number of the independent It's the number of the pioneer. It's that spark that creates everything. So Los Angeles and Seattle, and also one is very unique. It's you are number one and you are the only one. So if you are partial to living in Los Angeles or Seattle, it's a great place for the entrepreneur. And it's a great place if you are a creative as well, because here is where original ideas will be more accepted. Um, and then New York. New York actually ha- is a very creative place. It's, it's a three city and a three personality. So I can't think of a, a more artistic place than New York with its Broadway shows and art galleries and the food scene and our country's monuments. Those are all expressions of the, the three. Um, and it attracts artists from around the world and where are you in Dallas or Austin I'm in Dallas you're in Dallas so Dallas it's a four city Um, Dallas the heart desire for Dallas is a two and the personality is a two so without for someone who does not know what uh, Dallas is like just through the numbers I would say Dallas being that it's a four it's a very um it's a very comfortable place it's a very welcoming place Uh, the people there are very kind and generous Um, that's the two energy Um, two is the number of relationships so there's a lot of sensitivity and connection and the overall number of four Tells me that Dallas is probably a great place to raise families and to have long term businesses there. It's a very stable, uh, secure feeling city.
2: Well, I think most of us in Dallas would agree with that wholeheartedly. I yeah. mean, Dallas has got some of the kindest people and certainly welcoming. It's a very transient, there's a lot of in and out, but it's very welcoming. <laughs> Yeah, and there's so a, a gentleness a, go ahead i have a question yes. so let's say let's say you're born in paris and i have a person in my family that was born in paris lived in paris until i think uh, adolescence and then moved to the states does how does that you know you're born because paris has a very you know it's a very different country and then you move to the yes. states how does that impact your, your numerology
0: So when we're giving a personal reading in numerology, we look at your timing, the events in your life and the life lessons and the different periods in your life. Um, So a person could be going through the first third of their life learning about, for example, their personal power. And when that lesson is learned, they will have a transition and the next part of their life they're meant to learn about Material, monetary, political um, handlings. So they might move to a place, and this is all energetically, subconsciously, it may or may not be conscious decisions. Things happen in our life to help funnel us, to shape us into who we are meant to be. So it would be interesting to look at the person's personal numerical chart and how that coincides with their moves, both in terms of where in the world and also in the space that they put themselves in, like the address of their home. So I what I hear you say is it's just another
2: way to express your life journey, the moves that you make and when you make them. And, oh. and you're right. We all go through certain periods of time where, and you know, it's, it's interesting because when you say, maybe it's a time to learn, I think of a young, someone very young, but then I think of myself and I'm certainly in a a time where I'm learning. Um, so
0: it's, it's an inner, you're broadening my perspective. Yeah. It's, um, so I would say that the places we put ourselves in on earth support our personal journey. Well, what about our pets?
2: What about our animals?
0: Yeah. Does it mean anything that I have two dogs instead of, of three course, dogs? Of course. They have names and they have birthdays. Sometimes we don't know their birthdays, but their names are enough to tell us a lot about who, who they are and their little energies that they carry and how that affects us. Um, oh, I love pets. I've always had pets, but... You know, for example, if you have a pet who has a a three in their birthday, they are just the silliest, funniest, most ridiculous little personalities that are there as a comic relief to make to make everybody laugh. Um, Other pets have other purposes, such as a lot of pets teach us to open up our hearts and they teach us to love. They teach us to give um, just due to their presence and you know I'm, I'm thinking of the number nine the nine animals sometimes they have a lot of uh, health issues that that teach it's human to give a lot of love and attention um, to help heal it and in that process open us up and I can go through all the numbers but just we can use your pet Two pets, as an example, if you want to share their birthdays or their names. Well, it's interesting. My two pets
2: are rescue dogs. Okay. Right now. So, I feel like I really don't know what their the real birthday birth- Yeah. Just the name. So, I have B, and B came to me as a rescue, and his name was Bebop. And okay. I just couldn't resonate on Bebop. <laughs> but... He had a foster mom that had done a great deal of care with him and out of respect for her, I shortened his name to B. Now, did I do him a favor or not?
0: <laughs> so is it B-E-E or just the letter B? Just B. Just B. So B is a two. So twos are sensitive. They are there as a partner. They love to be a partner. They're built They're built. You know they don't need to be in the limelight they don't need to be in fact they would prefer not to be alone so they are just the best um, wingmen or wing girls to have Um, and they're they feel you and they might need a particular diet sometimes because they are of sensitive physical constitution Mm -hmm. Uh, that's the two um so they require you also to be a good partner in return and pay attention to their needs. Well, I will say B is an independent cuss.
2: He does not, you know, whereas Barnaby, Mr. Barnaby, okay. he, he definitely is
0: more in the limelight. Okay, let and, me see. Uh-huh. Nine. Okay. Nine. Plus nine. Oh, he's a nine. So Barnaby, he's, he's sometimes got the attitude. He's too br- big for his britches. That's the the saying that I want to <laughs> say as it associates with Barnaby. You know, he probably thinks he's a human. He, he's kind of like the old, the grandpa in the house. Um, he's, he, does he have health issues? Nines sometimes carry the heaviness of everybody's emotions in the house, and that sometimes translates into health issues. Um, I think he does help. Him.
2: You know, he's he has a sensitive stomach. It's it's so interesting because when he came to us, and he came through a an adoption, and she said, "I said, well, does he like toys? Oh no, no, dog doesn't like toys. Okay, okay. does he like does he like food? You know, it's not no, nope, not food motivated. Well, he was there." Maybe three days and he had taken every toy in the house and moved it to a spec to, to one of the beds as if okay. saying, Okay, this, these are mine, you know. And I mean, he has turned to be so different. Once he got into that loving home, mhm. He loves his toys, he loves his food, and he is wow. a little bit too big for his britches sometimes.
0: Yeah, he's got a big personality. Whereas the other, where B, just B, just a more the gentle presence. Very much. The and Barnaby is the I am here presence. Oh, and he is the
2: protector of the house, Mm -hmm. which I've never really had. It. I guess I all dogs. But not like Barnaby, he is the protector of the house. And I don't know if that's from his life experiences before he came to us. Um, he's he's also a runner. He's he's a runner. He is. He, if he gets out, and it's a game to him. If he gets out, and it, I've quit chasing him. The last time he got out, he came back in the house three times. Ran back in. Looked at me. Okay, okay. Let's play. Come get me. And went back out. And any insight you can have to give me how to manage that, I would uh, love to hear. Is don't chase. Yeah, and that's, I figured that one out.
0: Yes. Yeah. That would. That's a classic, classic dog trainer um, piece of advice. I I've seen that with my next door neighbor's dog. Um but back to the the numbers of the pets so how they so your number um oh gosh do i have your birthday you are a two so so being that barnaby is a nine he probably also reflects everyone else in the house so it almost everyone has a slightly different relationship with barnaby um so everybody has their own numbers and then when we put Everyone together, there's also then the chemical reaction of the numbers. And when we're talking relationship, this is where the rubber meets the road. And we start to understand the compatibility between all the numbers.
2: Can you manage that compatibility?
0: Absolutely. Um, we're all intellectual intelligent human beings, and when you understand how something works, for example, how a table saw works versus a bicycle, we have the intellect to say, okay, you know, I'm not going to try to ride a table saw down the street. Instead, I will ride the bicycle down the street. That's a much easier, more obviously useful way of interacting with this person or thing. Um, so when we understand somebody's numbers and I'm talking about humans in our life that we have relationships with, we can understand how they're built and not fault them for how they, how they move through life, how they make decisions, how they think through problems or how they... Act and how they sometimes physically how they move you know there are people
2: who move
0: in a certain way with their bodies that one person might really love how quick and energetic they are all the time and another person might say gosh can't you just sit down relax and and be quiet a little bit Um, when we understand how some somebody is built we can accept and love them as what exactly they are well, wow, that starts with
2: acceptance, doesn't it? Just kind of yeah. accepting them and, and trying to work with that. These, yeah. And I think, you know, where I see that having a diff- more difficulty is in a workplace. Right. I think. And it's going to be interesting to me because many people have transitioned to working from home. And I think that it, at the, as, as the year moves forward many people will be required to transition back to working within an, within an organization at least part of the time. And right. those relationships, you know, it's what we can do on a Zoom call and a Zoom meeting is probably very different than what we can do in a conference room.
0: Yes, yes. and And the thought that pops into my mind as you're talking about this change is, this is where understanding your numbers and how it relates to your physicality can be useful. Um, there are certain numbers that are more physical than others, um, and then there are certain numbers that are heavily weighted emotionally and or intellectually. And now that we're all sitting in front of the, the computer managing our meetings on a day-to-day basis, we know people who love it, and we know people who just don't, just kind of hate it. And sometimes it's the people who are more are more physical. They just have more energy running through their bodies. And to sit down in front of a computer for many hours at a time, it is not conducive to their productivity. Versus the the people who live in their heads more. They love it. They don't have to expend energy running from office to meeting room to another office to meet people. They can sit in the comfort of a space, a closed space, and just be in their head and and do their job. Um, and, and I think it helps to understand the structure of yourself as a human.
2: What do you mean by structure?
0: Um, structure meaning... So, if somebody is heavy in the number five, for instance, this is the number of movement. Uh, Both literally and metaphorically, they need a lot of movement in life. So, if you are forcing a number five person to sit in front of the computer all day, they should know that they are built to move. So, they need to take frequent breaks, go outside, take a walk. Go so on your breaks, you have to leave your desk. Don't sit here and surf on the internet. It's not going to recharge your batteries. Fives are recharged with physical movement. Um, and that sounds a lot like being an extrovert, but this is this is how I describe it using the numbers. Whereas a person who is a seven, for example, or a one, they can function with less physical movement. Um, sevens live in their head they are the the uh, the Einstein number you know so they're kind of the the mad scientists they can be in a tiny little lab all day and do their work all in their head just understanding concepts and reading and gathering information and and such
2: I know one thing I'm not a seven
0: you're not a seven yeah you have Two fives in your name, Lee. Alone, so you need just, that that physical movement.
2: I do. I truly, truly do. And it sometimes just you know, I'll get up and and I'll go walk out in the parking lot and just feel the sunshine and just move a little. So
0: yeah, yes. And then other numbers like like six, you should know that you are built in a way that you you can expand in other words gain weight very easily so if you have a lot of sixes in your makeup one you love food and that's not a a bad thing at all but sixes are connoisseurs in food or or something to do with the palate um they could be connoisseurs in a particular in cheeses for example or they could be connoisseurs in wine but sixes have a very particular palate um and it's a talent but six is also if they have a six in the day that they're born which to me usually speaks to their physical construction they are curvy they are hourglass shaped they are rounded they're soft to the touch as opposed to you know very muscular
2: wow that's you know that's interesting to think about because numbers, when I when I think of a six, I do think of a curvy, you know?
0: Yes. Yes. And and ones, for example. One is the first number, it's the smallest number. Ones are often so Tom Cruise, for example, he's a perfect example of a number one physical structure. And he is a number one vibration. Oh. So ones are small, they're swift, they're strong. They usually don't gain weight no matter what they eat because they're always on the move. They're like a little spark, you can't catch them. Um, so, ones, they, and ones are generally healthier. They have less or they carry less emotional baggage that uh, translate into illness, generally speaking.
2: So, one thing, one factor that I haven't heard you mention is spirituality. Do certain numbers resonate with more spirituality?
0: I would think so. Um, now every human being has full potential to, to be interested in the spiritual aspects of our life, but when I give readings, I find that six, sorry, sevens, eights, and nines tend to view life from a more spiritual perspective. Seven is the number of the higher mind because it's a stick that carries this horizontal stick at the top and that represents our head. So, if you're not a scholar as a number seven, sometimes you are the other side of the scholarly or the intellectual, which is the spiritual. So, oftentimes, and the irony is that of all the numbers, sevens are the most skeptical of the world of spirituality because they are also very analytical um, and they ask the most questions of all the numbers. They are the the watcher, the observer, the learner, the the super religious, the professor at the university, Um, but you get the drift. Uh, They definitely live in the realm of the head. Now, once you have reached the number seven, the numbers following it, um, the idea is that you have learned the lesson of the sevens when you are an eight. When you're a nine, you've also learned the lesson of all the numbers one through eight. So eights are also very spiritual, but their spirituality lies in balancing the spiritual with the material. Because eight is actually a materially focused number. Money, um, things, they, they like to look good. Um, they like to have high quality materials in their life. They like the comforts of luxury. Um, and it's not a bad thing. You know, eights set the standard often. By bringing the best that this earthly plane has to offer in terms of material things. Um, but if an eight acts out of balance spiritually, then they will see it reflected in their material holdings. And then mm-hmm. and then, of course, there's the nine, which is the last number in in the one to nine spectrum. So nine is the humanitarian number. And they, they're they spiritual in the way that, in a, in a very broad humanitarian love, universal love kind of way. Um, they are the sacrificers of the world. They are the givers. They do not like to concern themselves with the piddly, um, you know, the, the piddly details of, of everyday life. They are Concerned with how to change the world, they're, you know, they they just have a bigger view. It makes me think. It makes me think
2: of Mother Teresa.
0: Exactly. Thank you very much. Yeah, she's uh, she's the perfect example of a number nine person.
2: Well, I'm sure many of the people that are listening are trying to figure out their number. When you're describing the number nine, I'm like, oh, my gosh, Mother Teresa. Yes. Um, Like I know her well, which I do. But, you know, for people out there that do want to learn more about what their, their numbers are and what they mean, how would they find you? How would they reach out to you? What would
0: you how do they do that? Easily by email, my name, my full name, M-E-R-R-I-E-K-U-N-G at gmail.com. Okay. And we can schedule readings. Um, I also have an Instagram handle. It's numerology mer. So the, the word numerology, I've incorporated my name into it. So it's N U M E R R O L O. G-I-E underscore M-E-R. And that is where you can find my numerology musings.
2: Well, I can't tell you how much I've learned for just today having you on the show and how much I've enjoyed it. And really, it's it's going to change the way I look at things, um, the way I look at numbers and when I, when I see people. And I think it's going to help me to be more accepting maybe of the differences that I see in people. And not have the same expectations for everybody so i i can't thank you enough so much thank you Marie, for being with us today
0: thank you lee it was a great talk with you as always on behalf of lee richardson and the brain performance center we want to thank you for listening If you'd like to hear more episodes like this, visit us on iTunes, Google Play, Togenet, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and thebrainperformancecenter.com.